0: and Leeches, Episode 2, The Way Things Used to Be. Liars and Leeches is a horror audio drama intended for mature audiences only. It contains sensitive topics including discussions of gun violence as well as depictions of domestic violence, stalking, and murder. More specific details about each episode are listed in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. It was overcast as Tanya drove Natalie to the train station. Natalie had commandeered the aux cord and had put on a playlist she and Tanya had made together. Tanya could tell Natalie was still worried about her. It was clear from the set of her shoulders and the way she fiddled with her coffee cup.
1: So there's this deli in town that's supposed to have really good sandwiches? Really? This far out from the city? Good deli can be anywhere in upstate New York and New Jersey... Even on the West Coast? They're going to revoke your New Yorker card for saying that. Oh oh no, not my New Yorker card. Then I'd have to leave you behind and go to L.A.
2: (laughs) You would hate Los Angeles. Think of the traffic.
1: Think of the fact I wouldn't freeze my ass off in winter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For a moment, things felt almost normal. The pair of them were laughing, and Tanya could pretend that she was driving Natalie back to the train station after a weekend trip, one where they got drunk and made new memories. The reality of her situation lingered in the back of her mind, but she tried to ignore it, even if she knew that couldn't last. They pulled into the station's parking lot, and Tanya felt a pang of sadness. When Natalie was around, things felt better. she couldn't ask her to stay any longer. Not without feeling guilty for imposing, and she knew Natalie had a life to get back to. Natalie shouldn't have to put everything on pause for her friend, no matter how close they were.
1: Hey, text me when you're back at the apartment? Yes, Mom. (laughs) You sure you're okay? I can stick around an extra night. I'm good. Besides, I'm sure you have some hot date or something this weekend. We've been friends for ten years, Tanya.
2: I can tell when you're not being entirely honest with me.
1: <sighs> Matt. I just need some time. Please. Okay. You know,
2: I remember when Haley broke up with me and it just... It was bad. It was really bad. But every day you made sure I was okay, even... When I just wanted to shut the world out. I know this isn't the same, but if you need anything, call me and I'll literally get them to turn the damn train around because that's what you would have done
1: for me. And I have no doubt you could convince them to do that.
2: (laughs) Why don't you try that deli today? Get yourself some lunch, actually eat out for a change.
1: It'd do you some good. Yeah, okay, I will. I've been craving a decent sandwich for the past couple of weeks. Good.
0: Natalie then did something a little more sentimental than Tanya was used to. She reached out and covered Tanya's hand with her own, giving it a squeeze.
2: It'll be okay. I promise. And until then, you'll always have me. I know. I
1: know. I love you. Love you, too.
0: Tanya walked Natalie to the station. She knew it was almost too much, but she wanted to make sure Natalie got on the train safely. She'd always been a mom friend, big on hydrating, going to bed early, and texting when you made it to your destination. After Tammy and Jim's deaths, she felt even more protective of those she loved. Natalie shooed her away before the train arrived, though, promising she could make it on board just fine. As Tanya walked back to her car, the hairs on the back of her neck stood up. She had the eerie feeling that she was being watched, just like she had at the market the day before. At first, Tanya tried to ignore the feeling, but she couldn't stop herself from glancing around nervously. in the same hooded coat, hands in his pockets, and he was watching her. The station wasn't busy, and no one seemed to pay him any mind. Jesus! It had to be a different man, Tanya told herself. Some other guy in a similar jacket who just happened to have the same creepy demeanor. There was no way she was being stalked by someone. All things considered, it was only natural to see danger around every corner. Whoever this man is, he wasn't the same man as before. He couldn't be. Tanya got into her car telling herself to focus. She thought about the meals she'd order at the deli and the TV show she'd put on while she finished unpacking. Her day would proceed as normal and this would just be a strange moment she'd forget about by tomorrow. But as she started to pull out of the parking lot, Tanya noticed the man watching her car intensely as she drove past. As she looked back in her rearview mirror, she could have sworn he raised a hand to wave. What the fuck? As Tanya approached the deli, her thoughts turned from her order to the strange man. No matter how much she tried to tell herself that it wasn't the same man from yesterday, the fact he'd waved at her frightened her. It was as if he knew her and wanted her to know that. If only she'd been able to see his hand more clearly, she might have been able to see the same tattoo as yesterday. Her palms began to sweat as she gripped the wheel tightly. What if he was following her now, waiting to appear again? The idea of going to the deli, a public place, where he might turn up again suddenly seemed too overwhelming. The deli came up on Tanya's right, but she passed it, Heading straight for home.
1: It's okay. You're okay. You're okay.
0: A couple weeks had passed, and Tanya had barely left the house. She hadn't seen the man since the day she dropped Natalie off at the station and she wanted to keep it that way. With Natalie's help, she had found a therapist who was willing to do video conferences, which meant she could remain in the comfort and safety of her own house as she processed her grief.
1: Thanks for being so accommodating, Dr. Keller. Of course. And please,
3: Teresa is fine. We can't do good work unless you're comfortable, both with me and with your surroundings.
1: Also, it means I can wear pajama pants to our sessions. (laughs)
3: Ah. (laughs) Yes, that too. Like I said, comfort. I want to start easy today. We don't want to jump right into the deep end unless you want to. Is that okay?
1: Yes. Oh, sure. Definitely.
3: Good. I'd like to learn a bit more about you and your family. What's your relationship like with your parents?
1: Oh, uh... We're close. Always have been. My dad and I especially. Not that my mom and I don't love each other. I mean, we absolutely do. I love her. But my dad and I have always shared one of those really close daddy-daughter bonds, you know?
3: Yeah, I do. And that's wonderful.
1: Yeah, we were always one of those Hallmark families. You know, matching pajamas on Christmas, matching t-shirts on family trips, a really active group chat, (laughs) and, um... Now... Now it feels like that was a million years ago. Yes, I, I understand. A sudden
3: loss like this can cause changes in relationships with your other family members. Well, how do you feel when you talk with your parents now?
1: I miss the way things used to be. We used to send messages to each other every day. Jokes, memes, news, you know, just checking in. But now it's like, every time we talk, there's just pieces missing.
3: Yes, Tanya, I I am so sorry for your loss. I really am. It sounds like you were very close with Tammy and Jim.
1: How long is the session? I mean, <laughs> yeah, Tammy, she was my hero. Ever since I was little, she was always there for me. There was no sibling rivalry or anything. I mean, we fought. I mean, sure, we fought. But in the end, we'd always be there for each other. And, uh, even though she was eight years older than me, she never made me feel left out or excluded. It was like we spoke the same language, kinda. Uh, We always knew what the other meant or what we needed to hear. I, uh... Remember when I was in 8th grade and we had our winter formal dance? There was a boy, Jackson, who I thought was the cutest, so I asked him to go to the dance with me, but he turned me down and I went home sobbing. Tammy was home from her college's winter break and she heard me.
4: Hey, what's going on? No, not gonna happen. Not until you tell me what happened and why I can hear you crying from downstairs. I'll tell Mom. And then she's gonna ask you what's wrong, so you're gonna have to tell her. Come on. I promise I'll keep it a secret.
1: It was Jackson. I... Asked him to the winter formal, and he said no, and then he said I was stupid, because boys are supposed to ask girls, not the other way around, and... And, and all his stupid friends started laughing at me.
3: Oh, sweetheart.
1: And, and it's not fair, okay? I didn't know it was wrong to ask the boy out.
4: No. You didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. I promise you. He's just a dumbass kid. Who doesn't know what he's missing? Because you're the best person I know. Did you know I asked Jim out? Really? Yeah. We had the same intro to American Lit class, and he was so cute. He was the only guy with a decent take on Toni Morrison, so one day after class, I asked if he wanted to get a cup of coffee. So you see... Boys are dumb at this age. Jackson doesn't realize he's missing out on dating the coolest, most confident, strongest young woman in your entire grade. But one day, you'll find someone who will want you to ask them out. And that person will see how special you really are. (laughs) Are You sure? I would never lie to you. Promise. Now, if you swear you won't tell Mom... I think I can sneak you a couple cookies from downstairs. How's that sound?
1: You're the best. And thanks for listening. And for the cookies. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: But if you rat me out, no more cookies, and the advice will cost you. Got it? (laughs) Got it. Good. Now, chocolate chip or gingerbread?
3: Mmm. She sounds like a really special person.
1: Yeah, she is. Was. Mm. And Jim... My God. Jim was a dork. Seriously. But he could always make me laugh. I don't think any other boy could have been a bigger hit with my parents when she first brought him home. He bought my parents flowers for crying out loud. And he was the kind of guy who cry at cute animal videos, then send them to the family with some sappy caption. He adored Tammy, just absolutely adored her, and he treated me like a sister. It was never like he put up with me, instead he just wanted to hang out. Just the three of us, all the time. Hmm.
3: It sounds like they cared so deeply for you.
1: Yeah. How have you
3: been coping since they passed?
1: That's a hard question to answer. How so? I mean, no one prepares you for this kind of news. You know, logically, that no one is promised any amount of time. But but when it happens, and and when it happens like this... I don't know. My friends would say I haven't been coping at all. And they're right, too. It's just hard to admit it. Admitting it
3: is the first step to actually starting to heal. And that's what I'm here for. To help you walk through it. Are you taking care of yourself?
1: If by that you mean showering, eating, sleeping, then yes. Mostly, I haven't slept super well since the news. That is completely understandable. I just feel like I'm not my old self. I used to, well... I wouldn't go out or party all the time, but I loved being around people. Now I hate leaving the house. I work from home, I haven't been to the office since I got the call, and every time I go out I feel like something bad is about to happen, or like someone is watching me. Yes, that also makes sense.
3: After a tragedy like this... You're bound to have a sense of anxiety about being in public spaces. It's a response to the trauma that you've been through, and it is entirely, completely, 100% normal. Yeah. Is there something else you wanted to talk about?
1: I thought I saw someone watching me. A couple weeks back, I was at the store, and I swore I saw this man watching me from one of the aisles. And when I was about to leave, he started walking towards me really fast, and I just ran. And the next day, I, as I was dropping my friend off at the train station, I saw someone who looked just like him, and it, it kind of looked like he waved at me as I passed. I just feel like every time I go out, he's going to be there, watching me. And I know he's dangerous.
3: Oh, no, that doesn't sound good at all. Has he threatened you, either verbally or physically?
1: No. It's like a... A a sixth sense, you know? I just know he's here to hurt me. Oh,
3: okay. Was the first time you saw him, the time at the store, one of your first times out of the house in a while?
1: Yeah, but... Well, I... Hmm...
3: You've been through something incredibly traumatizing. A sense of unease or anxiety about going out or feeling like you're in danger. It's to be expected, but constant anxiety can wear you down over time. It prevents you from being able to fully live and love your life. (sighs) Yeah, you're right. This is something we can discuss going forward in our sessions. Together, we can work with your anxiety so that you're better able to return to your life and process your grief. It's going to be hard work, but I know that with the right treatment, you'll be able to not necessarily go back to normal, but to find some sense of inner peace and healing. Does that sound like a plan?
1: It does. I'd, um... I'd really like to get back to myself. Or... At least some version of myself.
0: The session continued without a hitch. Tanya liked her therapist, but something kept nagging at the back of her mind. Maybe the man was just that, your average run-of-the-mill man, and she was projecting her anxiety onto him. But then again, something in Tanya's gut told her that this man was dangerous. Tanya wasn't sure what to believe which only made her more uneasy. After therapy, Tanya felt particularly raw. She busied herself with making dinner, trying to focus on the positives of the day. She had a good session with her therapist, and even if she was still worried about the man, she could forget about him for one night. Tanya had just settled down with her food when her phone rang. She half-dreaded answering it, but she knew ignoring her loved ones wouldn't help her move forward, so she steeled herself, picked up the phone, and made sure she sounded as okay as possible when she answered.
1: Hey, Dad.
5: Hi, sweetheart. God. It's good to hear your voice. I've missed you.
1: I miss you, too. Is something up?
5: I wanted to call to let you know we're having a barbecue this coming Saturday. I was wondering if you wanted to come. You know, just like old times.
0: The Wright family dinners, barbecues in the summer and indoor events in the winter, had been a monthly event. Friends and family would drive in from the tri-state area for a Saturday filled with good food and laughter. Natalie would usually wind up being Tanya's plus one as Natalie swore that Tanya's dad made the best ribs she'd ever had. Usually, this was the highlight of Tanya's month, but they hadn't held one of these events since Tammy and
5: Jim died. A bunch of folks have been asking about you. You know, we had a lot of folks in the neighborhood looking out for us. But you, you're on your own up in that big house. You don't know your neighbors.
1: I have Natalie and the rest of my friends.
5: Don't get me wrong. I love Natalie. I think she's good for you. But all your friends live in the city. Please, it'll do me some good to know you're okay.
1: I'm fine. Seriously, I even started seeing a therapist. We had our first session today.
5: You're seeing a therapist?
1: Yeah, I thought it would be good for me.
5: You know, you can always sell that place. If you're going to work remotely... Why not do it from back home? You know, your mother would love to have you around for a while.
1: No, no, it's not that bad. I'm fine on my own.
5: At least come by this weekend. Even if it's only for a couple of hours. Hey, bring Natalie. <laughs> she does wonders for my self-esteem. Though, I gotta say, the amount of food she's able to put away on a given day...
1: <laughs> it's her special talent. She's gotta store up energy for all that snark. <laughs>
5: <laughs> See? See? That sounds like my baby girl.
1: She's still here. Promise.
5: So, I'll see you Saturday.
1: Sure. Hey, uh, I gotta go. Dinner's getting cold.
5: You go eat. I'll see you then. Love you.
1: Love you too.
0: As she hung up the phone, Tanya allowed herself to smile. A sense of ease washed over her. She thought about how close her parents were to the city, and a bold idea took shape in her mind. She quickly texted Natalie to let her know about her plan.
1: Hey, so, my dad is having a barbecue next Saturday. I was thinking, what if I came into the office Friday and then crashed at your place? Then we both head over a Saturday afternoon? Don't feel obligated, but Dad asked about you specifically.
0: As the text was sent, Tanya sank back into her seat, feeling a sense of relief. It seemed as though the world was opening back up to her, and she knew Tammy and Jim would be proud of her for putting herself out there again. It would be hard being at the barbecue without them, but it was something that she had to process to get to her new normal. Eventually... It would be easier for her to attend family events, even if there would always be some sadness. Her anxiety was still present, a buzz in the back of her mind, but for now, she was able to keep it in check. No one there would hurt her, and surely the man, if he really was following, wouldn't be there. Tanya would be fine. Everything would be okay, she told herself, as if she could make it true through will alone. to be, starring Ryan Reed as the narrator, Kendall Bird as Tanya, Newton Newt Shottelcotty as Natalie, Jaera Bush as Teresa Keller, Nea DeRusso as Tammy, and Gerald Hill as Frank. Fires and Leeches was produced by Hemlock Creek Productions. The story was created by Marissa Ewing, and the script written by KJ Scott, with script editing provided by Meg Williams. Dialogue editing, mixing, and mastering was done by Marissa Ewing. Sound design by Melissa Pons and music written by Nico Vitesi of We Talk of Dreams. Additional recording assistance provided by Jordan Alexander and Trey Baker of Music City Studios. To learn more about the show, cast, and crew, Visit www.himlockcreekprod.com. That's Himlock P R O D dot Thank you for listening. We will return next week.